Hi, my name is John Kim. I'm a therapist who went through his own rebirth many years ago, and I've been documenting my journey ever since, sharing my life lessons and revelations. I believe in casual over clinical, with you instead of at you. I come unrehearsed on purpose because self-help doesn't have to be so complicated. Welcome to another episode of Ask Angry. I've been answering questions since 2010. That's what is that? Is that uh, that is twenty, almost twenty four years? Holy shit! That is like, that is like um, that's like a friend. You have a friend that's twenty four years old, right? Anyway, uh, let's get right to your questions. Sexually pissed at my wife. Do I tell her before vacation or after? Vacate is tomorrow. Uh, first of all, I've never heard the term sexually pissed. I guess he is saying he's angry because of uh, something that happens in the bedroom or happened. Or maybe, oh, I think I know what he's saying. He's saying he's sexually pissed at my I think what he's saying is that his wife is not having sex with them and they're about to go on vacation. It starts tomorrow. Do I tell her? Okay. Whatever it's about, the fact that there is anger and resentment and you guys are about to go on vacation can actually destroy the vacation. Uh, I've seen it happen many times. Also, I've experienced it myself. Any kind of anger and resentment, I mean, unless it's, you know, something so big that it requires uh, a mediator. A therapist, a couples counselor, unless it's something that you know can't re- be resolved, because in that case, and I think it would be irrespons- irresponsible. Um, but if it's if it's something that happened and you're angry about it, or something that didn't happen and you're angry about it, uh, yes, you should definitely express, talk about, communicate to your wife about uh, before the vacation. I think. Now that being said. You got to know there's a vacation coming, and this is not a time to um, bring up something that isn't resolvable. Meaning, and, and this is what I mean by you know something big in the relationship. Like if this is a topic that isn't resolvable, and you're bringing it up right before you go on vacation, I've been guilty of this. Uh, it is irresponsible. It's something you should process and work through and not take someone hostage. You know what I'm saying? So you don't want to go on vacation and on the plane, you're bringing up something that you guys can't resolve. And it's going to just, it's just, you're just going to pee on it. <laughs> you're going to, you're going to pee on the, on the uh, vacation. It's just, it, you know, you're starting off already with uh, people being angry, stirring up feelings, possibly tension, etc. Now, if something recently happened, like a one-time thing or something that isn't – or something that you believe is resolvable, and I, I think that's the thing, right? And you got to be honest with yourself. Is this resolvable? Is this not? And by the way, thank you for being patient with my answering because I think I find my answer as I answer. So if it's resolvable, then yes, I think you can bring it up. And the intention is to resolve it. So you're not coming at your partner. You're not being defensive. You're being curious. And your goal, and, and this I would say this out loud, the, the goal is to um, resolve and, and not make it a big deal, not, not want to fight 
um, knowing that you guys are going on vacation, right? So setting that intention. If you believe the goals uh, or you believe the conflict is not resolvable, then I would not bring it up. I would wait till after the vacation. And during the vacation, I would not pout. I would not be angry. Um, if something is bothering you, you can say, hey, listen, you know, there, there's something that um, I need to work through. And let's do it after the vacation because I want to have a great time with you. Uh, and I think your partner would appreciate that. You know, I being an anxiously attached person or leaning more toward anxious attachment and also being someone who tends to over communicate, right? Like I tend to be the person that um, brings up things right before uh, we go to bed <laughs> or brings up things before vacation uh, a vacation or like um, just, you know, uh, overexpress to the point where now um, I, I could be verbally vomiting, you know, and I think there's an irresponsibility to that. So me knowing that about myself, if something like this, uh, if I was quote unquote sexually pissed at my partner, I would um, try to, I mean, knowing that about myself, knowing that I tend to blow things up, I would try to resolve it with myself, with a therapist, with a coach, with someone else. Um, and if I can't talk to my partner about it after the vacation, um, because I would look at my patterns and know that I tend to overexpress <laughs> at the wrong time, and that's not a good combination, right? And then I end up stripping away experiences from my partner, which isn't fair. So you know yourself the best. You decide if this is resolvable or if it's not and when to have this conversation. Okay, next question. This is a general question, a question I get all the time. It's basically, how do you move on from a relationship and let go? So I'm going to give you just a few because I'm actually working on my sixth book, which is Breakthrough Your Breakup, or that's the tentative title. It was titled You Dodged the Bullet, but uh, my publisher has had a problem with the word, word bullet, which is fair. Um, I'm going to give you some steps, but also uh, it's I don't think it's about letting go per se. I think it's about working through. You know, I think it's about uh, starting the healing process. And just to remind you, there is no step-by-step uh, -step, um, healing from a breakup isn't like a, a colors color by numbers thing, you know. Um, and, and this is one of the steps is to, to not compare this breakup or this expired relationship, as I say, to all your other ones or to what your uh, now ex is going through, right? A lot of times because of social media, we could get into this kind of competitive, let's see what he or she is up to and um, where they're at, who they're dating, and then you're going to compare your journey with theirs and... It's just it's not it, it well it's not accurate because uh, what you're seeing is just on the surface. You actually don't know where they're at um, emotionally, internally, you know. And so um, you got to stay away from any kind of comparison and know that what you're going through is new. It's a it's it's a, it's a single serving. Okay, step one, I would say you have to redefine or reframe this uh, breakup into what I say a lot, which is uh, that the relationship is expired. And I know that 
that could sound minimizing. Um, I'm not trying to minimize the love that you guys had. I'm just trying to think of a reframe so it's easier to, as you see in this question, to let go. It's a lot easier to accept when you know something has run its course and it, it wasn't meant to go any further if you, or if you could get to a place of believing that than uh, this idea of a breakup, right? This explosion, this tragedy that happened. But if you really believe that the relationship has expired, um, there's, a, there's an acceptance there. There is more peace. There's more calm. There's more uh, compassion, as well, you know, as opposed to something breaking. So that to me is step one. Uh, it's what I did after my divorce. And also I've been through many uh, breakups. Um, I have a conversation with myself. I mean, often um, letting myself know that uh, the relationship has expired, you know. Next step is to cut the cord. You have to unfollow and I know so many clients who don't do it, and they think they could handle it. And, it, and it, you know, even if you can, it just, it just, it's like speed bumps, right? Um, it's only going to postpone the process, bring up feelings. Um, so at least for a little while, even if it's for a few months, just unfollow. It doesn't have to be permanent. Don't focus on your partner and uh, what they're doing. You gotta bring the focus back to you, and you know the new life that you want to build. So, cut the cord, unfollow, and that also means uh, don't text. That also means that uh, you know no coffee dates or checking in, or I, even if the relationship ended amicably. Um, you can't be friends the next day. You know, you really can't. The question that I would ask is, okay, say I want to be friends with my ex. Can I go on a double date with my ex? Her with her new person and me with mine and be really happy that uh, she's with this new person. Until you get can get there, it, you're, you're not, because I mean, what kind of friend are you going to be? You know, it's going to be loaded. Um, one person may want more or may want a second round. So it's just messy and complicated. So you really have to cut the cord. You got to provide a safe, neutral space and a distance for people to start healing. So if you can't do it for you, then do it for your ex. So that's step two. And uh, again, these these are not in any kind of order. They're just kind of um, how I have uh, worked through break breakups aka expired relationships but uh, they may be different for you as far as you know the steps i do think that these steps are required uh but they don't have to be in the order that i present them and i'm not i'm not going to go through all the steps because we don't have that this is not a two hour <laughs> this is not joe rogan we're not going to be um i'm not going to be in your ear for three hours this is uh, uh in a shot glass it's 20 minutes top so step three i would say is examining the black box and what i mean by this is once you have uh have some some distance and once you can reflect and i'm not saying you have to live there i'm not saying you have to go back and think about uh you know replay every every moment of your relationship um but when you have some distance to go back and examine the black block box uh what what happened and this is the big piece here. What can you own? 
so it's not about blaming, examining the blood the black box. I don't know why I can't say the word black today. Uh, it's not about blaming. Maybe because I'm lying down. It's not about blaming. It's about taking ownership, right? You're examining it. You're being curious. And you're saying, um, what was my contribution to the plane going down? And the reason why you're doing this is because this is gold. This is information that's going to make you grow and bring more to the table in your next relationship. So, examining what happened, all the patterns, you know, and and this and it's important to do this once you have some distance. You're, you're not examining the black box two weeks after the expired relationship, um, unless you really can be honest with yourself and you're like, no, I'm, I'm I have the feelings have faded and I'm um, healing and I can actually do it. Because you don't want to examine if you're emotionally unstable and it just it's activating and it throws you into a, a, an emotional quicksand, right? So when you're ready, examine and then what happened? How can I take ownership? So you're looking at patterns. You're looking at your contribution to why this ended. Then the next step, I think, is to know that uh, you're grieving. To know that there are stages, you know, uh, when you grieve, there's acceptance, denial, pain, jealousy, bargaining. Uh, there's all these stages. And when you're going through a breakup, uh, they're, 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 you're going through something, meaning it's not it's not like this open-ended forever thing, right? With time and effort and you getting off the couch, out of your head and out of the house, you are going to get through this. It's going to get easier. Eventually, you'll create a new love experience that starts to eclipse the old, and you will you will move on. You will forgive. You will accept. You will create new definitions about love. You'll hopefully learn more about yourself than you ever have, and you'll take that learning to be better in um, whoever you choose to, to love next. So there's a process. Um it's not forever that there are stages of grieving. You're grieving a loss. And you're not only grieving the loss of the relationship, you're also grieving the loss of what it could have been. And I think this is interesting. I think this is something that we don't think about. Um, and, 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 and this, a lot of times when we go through a, a breakup and, and the relationship was short-lived, like, you know, let's say it was three months, and our friends are like, why are you so devastated by this? You know, you guys were only dating for a few weeks or a few months. Well, I think partly um, the loss of what could have been is, you know, um, depending where we're at in our lives, we may meet someone and uh, the collision may be strong and we may be already thinking about baby names and uh the kind of life we want to build with this person and you know you're already in the future designing this life right and of course this happens as we get older uh usually it's not in our 20s it's in our 30s and 40s when we start dating we're not just thinking about um the experiences uh, here and now but you know what kind of future can i build with this person and i think of course that's smart that's okay um, but you're losing that you're losing that poster that fantasy um that giant it could have been this and sometimes that's more of a loss than uh the actual relationship especially if the relationship was only you know a few weeks or a few months
So things to process with your therapist to work through and to know that uh, the loss isn't the relationship, but it's this other idea, this image, this fantasy, right? Because knowing that it's going to help you realize that um, you're not grieving the actual relationship as much. Anyway, those are a few steps uh, to get you started. And um, one thing I say often, and I'm sure you've heard me say this, uh, it's helped me tremendously in all of my relationships. I used to get out of bed and I used to just say, today I'm going to get out of my house and out of my head. What does that look like? Uh, For me... It was just having smart feet and taking a fitness class. Uh, For me, it was getting on my motorcycle. Um, It was going to the beach and just running, you know, feeling sand. I was going to say feeling sand on my face, feeling sun on my face and sand in my toes. Well, you know what? Sand on your face is okay, too. I mean, whatever, right? Whatever makes you feel something. Um Whatever gets you out of your house and gets you out of your head. And it, it would, I, would, I told myself I wouldn't say no to anything social, even though I'm an introvert. So that got me out of the out, you know. And uh, just making an effort to catch up on friends, establishing new relationships, focusing back on me, my passions. Um, all of that's a full-time job. And when you do that, uh, of course you're going to be, you know, thinking about your ex and all that. And, and you're going to go through moments of... Um, hurt and um, possibly feeling regret and pain and all of that guilt maybe shame i don't know but um you're also going to have a life and that's the important piece is that you don't lose your life i felt many people who are going through um or have gone through a divorce or a, a, a breakup and they end up losing their lives uh, I'm not saying literally, like they just end up not having a life. And so they just end up uh, on their couch eating Cheetos and just dwelling on on the relationship and then fall into a depression. It's also telling how much of a life you had if after a breakup, you don't have a life. Does that make sense? Um, because for me, when I was married, my life was my partner. You know, I didn't care about friends or uh, if it didn't fall into the bucket of career or love it didn't matter to me so things like travel or me having friends or passions all of that was you know was was not important and so because of that after the divorce uh, I didn't have a life and so for me it was rebuilding one and that was very telling of what the relationship was like right it was lopsided because a healthy relationship means two people coming and doing life together with their own individual lives, not the relationship becoming their life. 